0: Yeah
1: You mention a podcast with kevin and dane i'm dane and i'm kevin today we've got an episode that i'm super excited about it's called well it's about inspo stylized <laughs> in all caps inspo it's about instagram inspo and hashtag instagram or monday motivation and shit like that but before that I would like to do my own version of Kevin's opening segment from last time, which is really, really bad bars from really, really good rappers. Last week, Kevin introduced a really, really bad bar yes. by the really, really good rapper Prodigy. Right. What would you say the worst Jay Z line is off the top of your head?
0: Oh. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Hov has said some, like, egregiously, like, bad shit <laughs> over the years. So, I don't know.
1: Does anything spring to mind for you?
0: No, not at the moment, but I can't say I'm at my sharpest right now.
1: Okay. So, this is almost a... It's almost a cliche that I'm mentioning it. At, I'm featuring it at, in the context of bad bars, but... It seriously cracks me up every time I listen to it because it's so ridiculous. And just looking at it, it just makes me crack up.
0: (laughs) Okay, let's see.
1: And I'm not sure where I should – well, the starting point is obviously because it's the beginning of the verse. But I'm not sure where the ridiculousness ends. Oh, no. It's two lines. Okay. (laughs) Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness, Goblin Ghoul – a zombie with no conscience.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that one's bad, but why do you say it's bad? Like, I think it's just, like, so, like... Okay,
1: a couple of reasons. He's that. just listing monsters. <laughs> like, okay. like, the whole conceit of this song is monster, monster, everybody know I'm a motherfucking monster. And he takes the liter- most literal approach to, okay, how can I, how can I fulfill this... The thematic element of, of the song. I'll, I'll just list monsters. Okay. Sasquatch, Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. I can see why he's... Why then, he that one. then we got Goblin Ghoul. A zombie with no conscience. <laughs> Goes back to the redundancy
0: thing right, I was right. talking was, about was last week. A zombie week. with no conscience. A, it's not
1: just it's, a zombie. It's you had to add that extra stip. He had to add that extra stipulation. Like
0: no, it's no consciousness. It's, with no consciousness.
1: Yeah, the zombie yeah, doesn't yeah. have any consciousness. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah.
0: The whole point that it's a zombie sort of entails that it's no <laughs> yeah, a
1: zombie with no consciousness.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: yeah, so that's mine. That's really <laughs> all. I was... That's really the only one that came to mind after you.
0: Okay, so mine... You gotta do it. Yeah, so I'm going back to Prodigy. I, I know it's... It feels like I'm picking on him at this point, but this one me and just a sort of little background i guess me and my brother have like talked about this bar for years like literally have talked about this laughed at it for years so this was really the bar that sparked the the whole idea of having this as an opening segment anyway so it's uh mob deep real niggas and prodigy starts off his verse. He's the second, he's the second verse on the track. Prodigy starts his verse off and says, <clears throat> and I quote, <laughs> nigga, you thought wrong. Now look at you now. Look like sandwich meat with the ketchup sauce. <laughs> so, Whoa. I mean, I mean Whoa. literally that's one of the absolute worst bars so that, <laughs> ever constructed. That's um
1: that's a classic. Oh no. That's a Clearly. classic of the of the genre. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Can can I ask you to read it one more time?
0: One more time. One more time. He says, nigga you thought wrong. Now look at you now.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you yo, you know it's gonna be the good setup. when it's when it's the double speak right. of now, now look, look, look at you, at you now. now. <laughs> it's the setup. Look like sandwich meat. With the ketchup
1: sauce. (laughs) That's so good. Sandwich meat with the ketchup
0: sauce. With the ketchup sauce.
1: There's so many different ways to attack this. I know.
0: I guess he's saying you're dead meat. But then you know what? Even dead meat is redundant.
1: But Okay, so... Well, uh, the obvious thing is ketchup sauce. You don't need to clarify that That ketchup. It's a sauce. sauce. First of all, I don't even really think of it as like a sauce. Yeah. 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 And also like sandwich meat. I'm struggling to think of what sandwich do you put ketchup on? Sandwich meat with with the ketchup. ketchup I don't think of like a nice turkey sandwich with 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 some ketchup. ketchup.
0: Hey. 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 All right, you got it.
1: Holy shit, that is so good. That is so fucking good.
0: Yeah. I don't I really like it's it's some other shit out there that I'm like gonna have to dig for, but this one. Oh my god. Now look at you now. Now look at you now.
1: (laughs) That's so good. Shit. I don't really have anything else for the opening segment. That's a that's like the the platonic form of the segment that you oh, yeah, have yeah. introduced yeah. is is that, that line yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's got all the right. it's got all the ingredients it's got a, it's got yo everything. that's amazing yeah. <laughs> so the only thing i was debating about um, bringing up in the opening segment is which i i suggested we do like an a, an emergency episode on <clears throat> mm. the proliferation of these clickbait greatest of all time lists mm-hmm. that sort of seem to go viral right on all on everyone's Instagram and Twitter and stuff I'll actually we can save the the most of that stuff for if we do record that like emergency episode but I think this goes back to our um discussion we had on classics where so basically what happened is this podcast came out with this list i think it was intentionally kind of trolly because they had right. joe budden coming in at number three right which is hilarious right. and then that sort of set the internet on fire i know ebro and rosenberg of hot 97 responded with their own lists which were varying degrees of respectable to some egregious shit but like they were they were fine um and then I saw that Lil' Dirk came out with his own top 50 list.
0: That, that made – that and, was the Rolling Loud lineup.
1: And what attracted <laughs> – what really got my attention <clears throat> about the Lil' Dirk one was that, I mean, it, it, it is just the Rolling Loud lineup. You got Lil' Baby, Lil' Uzi, Young, Thug, Future, Drake, Lil' Dirk, Moneybag, Yo, City Girls, G-Erbo, like all of them just in the top 50. There was one comment on the Instagram. That oh, academics yeah, had yeah. highlighted, yeah. or no, that it just it just yeah. happened to show up on my, like when I was looking at it. So, academics goes little Dirk shares his top fifty and then the, the picture of the list. One comment with like five thousand likes. This is just a Rolling Loud lineup. LOL. Next, another one right underneath it with like four thousand likes. Throw him back in jail. <laughs> Which is, he just violated so badly, but it's so fucking funny. Oh my God. But yeah, I mean, to go, to take it back to the classics thing, this is kind of evidence for my fear that I was talking about in that first episode, in our inaugural episode, about who canonizes who. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, I take this as
0: some kind of Dane prophecy coming true. mm-hmm there are those out there, Dane Prophecy.
1: When you have Tory, like, this list is egregious. The top 50 of all time. Rich the Kid.
0: See, it's certain, like, shit like that is, like, Blue obviously meant to, you know, drum up conversation and shit. Like, it, it there's absolutely no way that, like, I'm looking at Lil Durk's, top 50 all-time list in in giving that serious consideration. But
1: Lil Durk is not bad. I actually like Lil Durk, and he can which rap. Is,
0: okay, so which which is why I said, like, I think he's doing it to drum up some type of conversation. Like, he's highlighting the cats who are out now. Like, Talib just posted something not too long ago about it, and it was just, like, the top 50, and it had all women, like, all female MCs. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think, you know, that's just one of those, like tipping his cap to the cats who are out doing it now, more so than, like, here are the cats who are really, you know, all-timers. So, yeah, I'm not paying attention I, yeah. to that shit like that. It's, a, like, I think really what it boils down to is, like, the the who, whoever you have in whatever, you know, position, I think is always going to be subjective. I think what can be objective to a certain extent is who makes the top 50. Like, who's just in the pool of the 50 names that you can pull from? Because there's certain cats who was just like, I, I was seeing on on list and I'm like, what the
1: what, fuck? What name did you do that double take at? Easy, e Right, yeah.
0: What the fuck? You can't have
1: a greatest of all time that didn't write his own right. lyrics. What are you talking about? <clears throat> that would be like, I mean, he's only on my mind because... He passed recently, but that would be like having Bushwick Bill in your top fifty lyricists of all time. Right, right. He's an important, super important figure on a a legendary group in a legendary group. He himself, if Scarface
0: and Willie Willie D
1: are writing all your lines, and you're just the hype man, you can't. Right. Yeah, be like having I don't know, like yeah. Um, I think the thing with these lists is that it's just not clear. They're, they're, the reason they're fucked up is because everyone's playing by different rules no one specifies these This I'm trying to be an objective removed analyst here and just list the top 50 rappers in terms of skill influence whatever and like do some kind of algorithm and then just put out the top 50 or no one says like these are my top 50 because they right. wouldn't generate the controversy if everyone said these no these are the, the 50 people that i enjoy the most in right. order of who i enjoy the most to right like but so so they sort of take advantage of that ambiguity and that's right. why they go viral right. which i think is ridiculous so like yeah, yeah. anyways <laughs> anyways that's all i got for the opening segment this was the prodigy line is just a goat
0: you got anything else? Um, that new kids drop on Friday. I need you to get some line. Hell no, I'm not gonna be in line. Um digitally, I'm be digitally yeah. in line. Yeah, yeah. I need new clothes, bro. The fall is coming up. Yeah, so I can really start dressing. That's <laughs> that's the whole like right. That's the whole point. Like I hate <laughs> the summer.
1: I I just think of Michael Sarah and that meme image. Hey, that's me, bro. <laughs> can't can't wait till it gets cold so I can they, really start dressing. I right. just wear the same shit over and over again. Right. But it's fly though. So <clears throat> all right. So when we get back, we are talking about Instagram inspo. You Mention It podcast. Um, <laughs> at this moment in the show, we would like to invite you to reach out to us on social media and follow us because, like I said last time, the the numbers in terms of people who have been listening and downloading the shows are surprisingly high given that Kevin and I have no social media following like whatsoever right. and that we've also done really like next to no... Marketing, advertising, promotion—other than just texting our close friends and demanding that they right. download it—but um, yeah, the social media still needs to come up. So follow us on social media at NTY my level
0: up on social media.
1: <laughs> <laughs> at NTY my pod for um, really, really inspiring Instagram in- inspo, right? Okay, so that is the topic for the main segment of today's episode, Instagram inspo. Um, how did this idea come about?
0: I don't know. I think we just both had like mutual disdain for IG inspo. So should we clarify what we're
1: taking aim at first before we get into sort of the more the theoretical backdrop of, of what's going on here? Like what, what, do we, what is this episode about?
0: Are you guys familiar with scrolling down your timeline (laughs) and hearing cats or reading, you know, inspirational posts about building your brand and work, uh, being a boss? What else? It's all kind of the fitness inspo. Fitness inspo is pretty spiritual inspo. Yeah,
1: just the self improvement inspo in general right the i stopped giving a fuck what other people people thought inspo right or the (laughs) or the more general inspo where cats sort of manicure their their social media profiles to make it look like they're constantly in a state of achieving some big triumph right so their life is just one victory after the other you know just got a new Just got the house. Right. Just got the promotion. Right. Blah, 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 blah. So yeah, that is sort of generally what we're taking aim at here, what we're trying to describe, explain, and criticize. And so when we had this idea –
0: Emphasis on the criticize. Yes,
1: for sure. So yeah, when we had this idea, I was sort of like – I had this vague – thought, like, there's there's more going on here. Like, what can I use to sort of ground this discussion? And finally, it, it hit me. I had taken a class when I was an undergrad at Fordham about – it was called, like, Theory of Autobiography or something. And it was all about how, even if you're not an actual writer, everything we do is sort of – we're sort of writing our own lives, consciously or unconsciously. So this is this idea of the narrativity of self which is the idea that we form an identity by imposing a narrative on to the raw experiences of our lives and like that this gives our lives a sense of cohesion and unity and progression and purpose in life. Anything to add? No. Okay, <laughs> so where does this idea come from? And like, okay, why do we... Should we take it for granted that we just are constantly writing our own lives in some conscious or unconscious way. Um, It actually goes back to, in our second episode, when we talked about fashion, we talked about how the fact that we have to construe construe our own identities is a modern phenomenon. Like in pre-modern societies, your identity was societally predetermined. And that's sort of the same thing here. Like back in pre-modern society, a person's identity was predetermined. And the philosopher we cited For that episode, Lars Fensen writes, pre-modern societies have a given framework of values that set a standard against which one can measure one's life. Self-identity is not at all some given unchangeable entity. It has to be told and retold, and it changes each time it is retold. This applies to both modern and pre-modern societies, but a central trait about modernity is that individuals, to an increasing extent, have to create their own narratives about themselves since the collective narratives no longer have so much buoyancy.
0: Yeah, kinda.
1: And I mean, it's sort of like a matter of experience. Like, I don't totally think that in terms of the way I experience my life, I'm um, constantly sort of imposing this narrative on it. In some ways I am, in some ways I'm not. What What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think to an extent, like, that you kinda, you're filling in, like, the details, so to speak. But a large part of your your narrative, your, you know, the arc of your life is predetermined a lot of times, like based on, you know, where you're born, who you're born to, all that kind of shit. So, I mean, it is still predetermined to an extent. We do have like, I think more leeway in terms of filling out the details though.
1: Right. And so, yeah, I think we're sort of, we're going to get to all this pretty quickly. And so another reason that we are sort of autobiographizing, I don't know what the, what the word would be, but, but that we're like imposing a storyline on, on our own lives, is out of, sort of out of biological necessity. Like, like Frankfurt was talking about from our episode on bullshit, we are these constantly changing, indeterminate entities that are really hard to know. And biology tells us that every seven years, we've got brand new mm-hmm. cells. Every single cell in our body is no longer the, the one it was once every seven years. Um, and so we postulate a self that persists through time. Like biology demonstrates that we're not the same thing. right? And so we tell ourselves that we, there in some deep sense, like there's some deeper Dane that was, even though I've changed, that
0: transcends, that that
1: transcends. That transcends. 10 years ago, there was some kind of deep, deeper Dane and now there's, right. I'm still here. And so here it's like, we can distinguish between, The diachronic self, which is the claim that the Kevin of today is the same in some deep sense as the Kevin of 10 years ago. And then there's the extra claim, the narrative, narrativity of self, the claim that we in fact impose narrative structures on our lives and that's how we experience and appropriate the raw data of life. Um, Hmm. So yeah, it's kind of like – I think I definitely am like diachronic. Like I definitely consciously and unconsciously think like, yeah, there's some – I must have been the same. Like I feel like m- 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 you got to be some weird out there cat to be like, no, that literally, that's not
0: me. Uh, yeah. Right.
1: What What are you? What What are you? Are you diachronic?
0: Uh, to an extent, I, I do think that, like, um, yeah, like there is something that's tying this whole shit together, like whether it's memory or whatever the fuck it is. Um, so yeah, like I guess I would I would say I am as well. Okay,
1: and then uh, there's this one quote from this philosopher Charles Taylor that fucking killed me and scared me a lot and it was sort of he was sort of explaining the why of why this phenomenon of like writing our own stories occurs he basically claims that it's a a fundamental existential concern is that our lives are meaningless so to combat that we create these fictions about ourselves that we're the same and that we have these sort of immutable identities he writes One of our fears is whether our lives have unity or whether one day is just following the next without purpose or sense, the past falling into a kind of nothingness, which is not the prelude or harbinger or opening or early stage of anything. That is time, which is both wasted and irretrievably lost beyond recall in which we pass as if we had never been. I mean, what's scary about it? It's scary because it's fucking true. It seems ter- it's so terrifying to to think that our, there's no cohesion or building of anything that the events of the past don't really have any bearing on the future, and it all sort of just happens. And so that's why we postulate these like convenient right. fictions. I mean, we- that's
0: the that's the whole reason religion and shit, you know, was constructed. Like it's all to sort of explain this inherent nothingness. Like that we experience,
1: and I mean, I mean, I'm so guilty of this. I, I, I'm always like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in I'm in phase X of my life, which is building towards phase Y, and or what, like I've talked about it before. Like, once I get that next promotion, then I'll be mm-hmm. good. And even down to consumer shit, like we talked about in episode two. Once I get this pair of shoes, then I'm good. Or I'm just fucking around in my twenties. Once I hit my 30s, then it's then I get my shit together. or Something. So we're constantly putting these artificial labels and like you know claiming that we're somehow building or something there's some kind of narrative arc to our lives which i think to me that's true like i definitely that that's my experience of life whether or not in my everyday life i'm like oh my life you know is following like the plot of a fucking novel probably not but in terms of the way i conceive of the Like, the superstructure, as you would say, like, the overall arc, I'm definitely like, yeah, okay, right now I'm doing this, I'm building to this, but it's terrifying to think that it's not really (laughs) like that.
0: Um, You just have to come to grips with that shit.
1: Yeah. And then, I I mean, I, I think, I guess just for the listeners, you don't have to take our word for it that this is true. I thought of Joan Didion and, like, a super famous opening line of hers from the White Album. She goes... We tell ourselves stories in order to live. We interpret what we see, select the most workable of the multiple choices. We live entirely by the imposition of a narrative line upon disparate images, by the ideas with which we have learned to freeze the shifting phantasmagoria, which is our actual experience. And the shifting shit, that's the raw data. That's the unformed data of our lives that we structure. Psychologist Oliver Sacks, each of us constructs and lives a narrative. This narrative is us, our identities. Famous cognitive psychologist, Jerome Bruner. The self is a perpetually rewritten story. In the end, we become the autobiographical narratives by which we tell our lives. Philosopher Dan Dennett, we are all virtuoso, virtuoso novelists. Um, so yeah, and this is sort of explains why we use Instagram as a tool, which I'll get to in one second. So in addition to telling ourselves these stories about ourselves, we also look to external sources of narrative and identity, like in the clothes we wear, like the identity gear, Mm -hmm. um, the car we drive, the music we listen to, the brand of beer we drink. I don't drink the, the brand of cigarette we smoke, but this was from the article I read. But anyways, so we're broadcasting to the world, our stories and we're also consuming other people's lives too. Like in the music we listen to, Mm -hmm. in the reality TV, the podcast we're listening to, like about some fucking, I don't know, true crime story, drama that's unfolding. So we're constantly telling the stories of our own lives and we're consuming the stories of others, which is like a perfect crystallization of what social media is all about. So, yeah, if you couldn't tell where this was going, social media is one of the main areas where we narrativize our lives and consume the lives of others. So – that explains people 's need and want for this type of shit on social media, but that 's not the main aim of our episode we 're we're trying to attack inspo, so what is it what is do you have a working definition of inspo <laughs> um,
0: My working definition uh, all of what I text you yeah, oh um, what the fuck did I say? Oh, inspo is uh, neoliberal spirituality mm and i think like a a huge part of like our society is geared toward like status and uh leveling up and sort of you know finding your finding your way
1: leveling up i love that
0: yeah it's uh it's all about social mobility mm. in in some type of way and so like people have gotten to the point where it's now like it's spiritual, it's like all this it's the energy, it's it's, you know the motivate, like what motivates me to, to go and, and be my own boss and you know all this kind of shit that's like making inspo toward, you know, making inspo supernatural in a sense as it's geared toward this you know, overarching idea of just you know, social mobility and status and that's really all cats are like looking for Attention. Attention is like, Mm. you know, another one where it's like...
1: Yeah, attention has to do with it in a lot of ways, which I hadn't even really thought of that when I was sort of coming up with how we wanted to do this episode. So the definition of inspo that I came up with after doing all this reading and stuff and thinking about it is I would say inspo occurs when an individual via their social media account like makes a post about... one of two things. Either it's his or her already achieved triumph or like soon to be achieved enlightenment. Like it could be like spiritual enlightenment, physical enlightenment, or they're broadcasting some other kind of enviable triumph. But the caveat for me is that they're broadcasting to the world that they have achieved something, but also that you can can too. Which is a hallmark trope of the self help industry so they're parroting the jargon of the self help industry on a very micro scale so then i'm like okay so now we have to question the self help industry yeah. and that's where we got to like well the neo- i mean
0: you think about the self help industry the self help industry is is you can say like you can do it too ism is you know the digital form of bootstrapism in general mm. like this whole idea that you know you can like cats are out here trying to again, level up, be their own boss, you know, self-made. Like, these are, like, the buzzwords of the inspo, you know, genre. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so it's kind of, like, the fact that cats are, like, really sitting here thinking that shit operates on this, like, oh, all I have to do is, you know, get more followers, and all I have to do is do this, and, like, now my social, you know, I'm moving up the social ladder in a sense when it's like, mm, that's not really the case. And that's never that's never really been the case.
1: Right. Yeah. I think we'll get to like the more specific absurdities of of Instagram itself, like which like the follower, the currency that is attention right. and right. followers and stuff like that. But as far as the self-help industry, I had never really thought about what was so weird and kind of fucked up about the self-help industry and again it goes back to the episode we did on fashion in a consumerist society we're not meant to buy one pair of shoes and then we're done Mm -hmm. like we're satisfied so the new yorker article we read which i don't know who the name of the woman who wrote it um had this awesome quote at the beginning it reads We are being sold on the need to upgrade all parts of ourselves all at once, including parts that we did not previously know needed upgrading. And so you add social media to the mix and all of a sudden you're under pressure to live a perfect life and to show others that you know how to live a perfect life. So yeah, I think the inspo, like you were saying, neoliberal spirituality, the parroting, the self-help industry –
0: because those fears have always been played upon like when you think about what's another like oh, keeping up with the Joneses right like this there's always been like this phenomenon of like you needing to project a particular type of identity while you know and, and how in projecting that identity it you know is in conversation with others around you so it's like oh my neighbor has you know, the new Maserati. Well, fuck it. I got to get, you know, the McLaren or like whatever it is. However, cats are like, you know, dude over here has the Yeezy. So Mm -hmm. shit, I got to, I got to get, you know, the off white joints, like whatever it is. So it's like, it's all like, that's always been a part of.
1: Well, I I wonder if it's, if it's a specifically American thing. Do you think so?
0: No, I think that's just a part of like, I mean, it's probably, well, no, not at this point. I think it's a if you're gonna say consumer culture is American culture, I think consumer culture has now is now just sort of widespread. I'm
1: thinking of like the American, the whole idea of the American dream, the American promise. Like,
0: are you saying how, like our cats, like the way cats covet other people's shit? No, I don't. No, they okay, Talk about the shit in the Bible. Like, I mean, it's that that phenomenon's been around. Okay, yeah, forever. Yeah. I feel
1: well. Would I just feel like the promise of social mobility and mm-hmm. being able to get a slice of the American dream is something yeah, that well, yeah, that's has to be built
0: into yeah, this. Yeah, that's particularly. I, yeah.
1: I mean, it's globe, it's worldwide now right. because we've exported that shit. Right. But, okay. Um, my thing, my question in like observing this phenomenon is like, why is it, That when cats reach a certain number, X, of followers, suddenly they start thinking like they're some kind of life guru or (laughs) they suddenly become compelled to start speaking in a very, very different way online. Like I see this a lot. It's like – and even with people I know that – I knew when they were regular people and then eventually I see, oh, so-and-so's got like 30,000 followers. And now, oh, they're doing like life help shit and their posts are filled with this like wacky ass, like new age kind of spiritual jargon. I, I just don't understand what what is it about that magic number that all of a sudden, all this, any notion of being an expert in something where you actually actually have to, earn the right to speak knowingly about something just goes out the window and now it's like my word goes like I have a I have a legitimate take on this mm-hmm. I can tell you what's good just because there's I have like 25.2 K followers on IG.
0: Right. Um I guess that's like that goes into like the currency of social media followers and just like this idea that You know, the blue check, the verification, like it's that and it's the number that, you know, sort of gives cats this sense of legitimacy within that, you know, within that space. Like, I don't know how many cats are trying to translate their like how many cats are like on there, you know, saying, you know, speaking out about certain issues or whatever that they aren't really qualified to talk about and are really trying to take that into like different spaces outside of the social media space. So it's like they're, mm. they're like stuck within that realm of like, you know, in this digital world, yeah, I have a take on, you know, Trump and I have a take on, you know, getting your business off the ground and all of this other shit. But there's no way that I think that they would take that into like, you know, a policy think tank and try to have a conversation about Trump or, you know, Trump's policies in that space or,
1: you know, go
0: down to, and and talking to some type of, you know, business advisor or whatever, and really trying to say like, okay, we're going to bounce ideas off of one another type shit. Like, no, you're staying within the space that you have that current.
1: Yeah. So it's, so, okay. Yeah. You're totally right about that. Like they're trying to pull off the finesse within their, the realm, the the little space that they've carved out. Right, And I feel like, (laughs) I just feel like with YouTube and how, I don't know, how culturally entrenched it's become, especially for like people younger than us. Like I teach kids, like the amount of kids that like 12 year olds that raise their hand when You say, how many of you want to be YouTubers when you grow up? It's like every, like, it's like, that's a real thing. The same way that we would say, I want to be a fireman or I want to be an astronaut, whatever. I want to play professional sports. I want to be a YouTuber. So like, I think there's a real pressure with people like all of a sudden start, it's like, oh, I have like 10,000 followers on Instagram. Like, they're like, how can I make a career out of this?
0: Right, and that's, it it goes back to like, It's always something about status. It's always about social mobility. Like, that's always at the heart of it because it's not, you're not just deciding that, you know, one day, like, okay, I have 10,000 followers and now all of a sudden I'm a life coach. You're saying I'm gonna be a fucking life coach because I have 10,000 followers and I can flip this into 30,000 followers. Exactly. 100,000 followers. Yeah. So, yeah, cats are always thinking about like how to upgrade. How to level up? Quick, <laughs> quick!
1: Just side question: What do you think? Because I sometimes find myself getting really sad when I see certain shit, and I I don't know. I kind of feel conflicted about the fact that I feel sad because I'm like Am I might feeling sorry for someone, but whatever. Like when I see shit like that, do you feel worse for the the Instagram star that has like let's say fifty thousand followers that is like trying to finesse her followers into like buying his or her followers into buying some kind of product or something like that some kind of program or like Mm t-shirts there was an article there was a big story about some i don't know the name of the woman but like millions and millions of followers on instagram and she tried to launch a product line and dead ass 43 people bought the shirts and she has millions of followers and then she had to i forget the name of this woman if you could google it i'm sure it would come up and then she came like she had this sort of awakening come to moment where she made another post and she was like, yeah, I had so many followers. I thought this would be a done deal, but it's kind of a harsh reality that none of y'all bought this shit. And so it's sort of this weird disconnect between reality and the online world. But anyways, my question is, do you feel more sorry for the person who has, who is trying to fleece these people or the people that are actually like sending a hundred dollars on Patreon to
0: no? Because I think, again, like, that that phenomenon is, like, as old as civilization. Like, it's, you know. What, what phenomenon? The. The scam? Yeah. Like, look at preachers and shit, right? Like, cats are like, oh, let me, you know, mm. pray on, you know, let me pray for you and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get a, a new house and all of this type of shit. Like, cats have been doing, have been using their whatever type of, whatever level of celebrity within that space, within whatever space that they occupy, they have been leveraging that to, you know... You're totally right. you do not even over.
1: think of that. You're totally You're totally right. So, so like, you're saying you don't have any,
0: any sort oh, of sympathy no. for the... hell no.
1: There's something just sad about... When it's
0: very I, I evident... Think it, I think it's a commentary. I think it's a sad commentary on, like, human interaction yeah. in that sense. But in terms of like feeling sorry for the person. No, they know exactly what they're trying to do. And so it's like, if you don't, if you don't like that's, that's something about like, so at the, if, if you are like, I'm, I'm a staunch critic of capitalism, but if we're going to talk about living in a, you know, quote unquote, free market society, then what that entails is you have the opportunity to succeed. And you have the same opportunity to fail. And so, if you put yourself out there, and you're like, "I got a million followers, and I'm I'm gonna get off on these shirts and launch this product line and shit," and that shit fucking folds, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There's something. I guess it's there's something
1: sad about the the person on Instagram who isn't quite the fucking total sensation. Like maybe they have like, you know, forty thousand followers, and there there's something that. It's like the delusion that they actually I don't know. It strikes me as delusional when all of a sudden just because now you have forty thousand people who follow you on Instagram for whatever reason, probably not for your life advice, but right. now thinking that you it's just something it's just something that strikes me as delusional and then I get I'm like I'm like sad because it's just a, <laughs> it's just a miserable <laughs> transaction both ways.
0: I mean, I laugh at it honestly. I, yeah. I find it I find it funny, because it's like, yeah, I guess like you're, if you're putting yourself out there in a particular type of way, I mean, I know for me how I see it, like I, I'm looking at the intent, like you're trying to like build your followers up because this is a way for you to you know, monetize whatever the fuck it is that you do or don't do. And so it's kind of like from there, I'm like, if you if your shit is whack, like the the people who get like, you know, who get IG famous and then decide, oh, I want to be a rapper. And then your music comes out and everybody's telling you the your song is trash and the video is garbage and all of that shit. It's like, I mean, you should have had a better plan. (laughs)
1: Right. So this is I just thought of this for whatever reason. I'm I'm going off script right now, but why why do you think people like shit on Instagram? Like in the case of the the real celebrities that have Instagram accounts, or like the the massive social media celebrities. Mm-hmm. Why do you think the people that just have regular ass social media accounts that don't even don't even have any consciously expressed desire to be like some kind of social media star, celebrity or whatever. Why is it that a million people will just like hit that double, double click shit? What, what, is the, what is up with that transaction? Because clearly it's like voting. Clearly mm. one vote, one like when, when fucking Kendall Jenner has 50 million Instagram right. followers and she gets three million people who hit that double, right. that little heart thing. What, what, what's up with that? or like or like a publication like complex like like i find that so weird like oh yeah a oh, uh, a picture of a like a lavish beach
0: like yeah and what's so, up with that bro so yeah so it might it's like what are you just saying like why do people like shit in general or like is it particular types of that's posts?
1: the type of shit i just specified i mean like, like the- if you post some shit or my, i'm i'm going to like it because i'm like yeah, I'm showing support in the literally the most minuscule possible fucking right. way, but I'll just be like, yeah, fuck yeah, right. do, do your thing. But like,
0: but like the the lavish beach, the 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 new Bugatti, you know, standing in front of that when there's
1: when there's five million other people who have li- five million people like this photo, right? Like it says that. So like, what what is up with that? I don't.
0: I mean, it could, it's so strange it's like, to me. I guess you could look at it like. While people may not have like an ex- have explicitly expressed interest in you know being social media famous or whatever those are still people's aspirations mm. like people are people still want to be rich and you know what I'm saying and want to be liked and want to have you know you know people throw themselves at them and all kind of shit like that like that's that's still something that they that people desire so I think you sort of vicariously live that through, you know, through those posts, through seeing like mm. Hove and Beyonce on the yacht and shit like that. It's like, yeah. It's
1: something narcissistic about it. Like, yeah, Hove and Hove and Beyonce, they need my little like, right? right it's something right, weird. Right. Like, it's like, yeah, okay.
0: And then like, yeah, and then well, it's it is like they like, need
1: the encouragement. Like
0: And that's also like the power of the IG currency. Like the Or, you know, the retweets on Twitter or whatever. Like, the whole idea of you offering, like, that little, you know, like you said, it's the, you know, most minuscule form of support. But it is still something that you, like, have control over. Because you can just scroll and not like fucking anything, you know. But the fact that you say, like, okay, I'm going to, I think what you like obviously says, you know what your aspirations are and, you know, what your Mm -hmm. interests are and where they lie and shit like that Yeah, a lot of times. Like, even if you follow, you know, you have a diverse, you know, sort of list of cats you follow. Politicians, actors, athletes, like, whatever. But the shit that you give your like to says something deeper about you. And if people are liking, you know, Kylie Jenner, you know, showing off her new Rolls Royce truck or some shit. Cats are liking that because they like are vicariously in that fucking Rolls Royce truck with Kylie. Like, right. whether they're with her or mm. bitch, you out of here and I'm pushing the Rolls Royce truck myself. Yeah. So I think that's what like okay. the motivation is.
1: Yeah, that's just so weird to me, but that totally makes sense. So a couple more just random things to observe, which when we were having our, pre-production meeting i brought up this i guess observation that real celebrities and when i say real i mean movie stars or people that would go out into the street in real life and get mobbed Mm -hmm. they don't other other than i mean i think there are obviously exceptions to the rule that I'm i'm about to lay out but Like Tom Cruise is fucking nuts and everyone knows it and shit like that. But like Leo is not out here espousing the key to his spiritual enlightenment. But yet you have these people on Instagram doing it because they have, you know, 500K followers, a million followers, whatever. But they go like – but there's this this weird disconnect to me because it's this world that's totally relegated to their screens Mm -hmm. because – I'm going to go ahead and bet that you could – I don't know what the threshold is, but you can get a really, really popping social media star with millions of followers and put him or her on the street. Not many people are going to fucking battle Ash. So like I I also don't understand what it is about –
0: I think like celebrity is like the type of celebrity. So when we talk about celebrity in just in general – like, historically, I guess you could say, like, celebrities have always been, like, enigmas and have been mysterious. And, you know, like, this whole idea of, like, access that we have through social media was not there, not even 15 years ago. So it's like, when you see Leo on the, you know, walking in fucking Greenwich Village and shit with a coffee, it's like, Yo, that's fucking Leo. Because you have a glimpse in, right. into like the normal scene right. of his, okay. Whereas other people, like social media stars, are offering that shit, and mm. they're yep. like, the whole point is like, you get to see me go to the gym. You get to see me, you know, I'm taking a picture outside of this meeting. And
1: their meal plans, right?
0: The meal, like all kind of shit. Meal Where it's, prep. Like, where it's just like all kind of shit where, you know, okay, yeah, that's cool that you're, you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing, but you don't get the same, you don't have the same desire to, like, you don't have to learn about them, I guess. Like, you don't really, like, they're giving giving themselves to you. Whereas the traditional celebrity is more so, you know, private. They've, you know, they've built up some type of mystique around themselves and shit like that. So it's like you're interested in that. You're, you know, yeah. whether you're taking picture paparazzi type pictures from you know across the street or running up on them.
1: And I think the fact that these celebrities, if that's what we're going to call them, or that their celebrity is exists primarily online, sort of cultivates the environment for or the remove from reality makes it easier for them to start babbling about whatever about their meal plan or or you know like there's way more room to distort your story to go back to the idea that you're we're all writing our own stories like on on social media you can make that story damn near whatever you want it to be Mm -hmm. and you're basically removed from reality except if in the case of like the sad story of Bow Wow where unfortunately reality and social media collided in a very tragic way. But <laughs> – <laughs> and now he's like a parable of social right. media. But, but yeah. So I mean what do you think about like the – I mean th- this is your phrase from the episode outline. The carefully constructed lie of social media.
0: Yeah. I mean that's literally – that's literally all it is. Mom's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's literally all it is. It's, um, it's, cur- like, it's a curation of one's life. And how you curate that oftentimes, like, di- you know, dictates the type of people who are going to follow you. Um, the type of shit that you're going to post, like... All of that. So it's all like, how do I construct a a particular type of narrative? It's not even, it's not so much that you're giving people a a glimpse into your real life. Like, it's literally, I'm doing this for Instagram. I'm taking this specific picture for Instagram or whatever the case. And also, um, people buy followers. Right. So it's like- How does that work? I don't know. I think it's just like bots or some shit like that. But it's like you buy like a lot of these people don't like the reason you, you know, can drop them off in the middle of uh, Manhattan and no one recognize them because they probably really only have 500 followers, but they've bought, you know, 45,000 others. Right. And so it's like the whole I guess that part is kind of sad. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You
0: know, that part is kind of sad that you, like, have to try to inflate numbers like that. But the the whole thing, the whole thing is, you know, is a lie. Yeah.
1: So just a total other random non sequitur thing about about the IG inspo that cracks me up and also makes me mad is when there's such a huge discrepancy between – because Instagram – is intended to be a a visual medium is it is it not it's instagram it's it's for photos Hmm. and so when there's first of all it seems like a relatively new trend that all of a sudden you're getting like these essay length posts separated by a line of asterisks or whatever um but i really crack up when the discrepancy between the content of the photo and the content of the post is really really drastic like to take like some real low-hanging fruit like have like an up-close picture of a girl who does squats all day like a a girl of her ass and then the post is about hunger like solving world hunger Mm -hmm. like how does that how does that make sense to shit or or you know let's be let's I don't know, let's be like gender equal, like the inspo bros.
0: I love that term. <laughs> I came up with that, by the way. I don't think Dane came up with that.
1: It, it's That's Kevin's term, inspo bros. So yeah, like let's take the inspo bros. You got some like – some fucking shirtless guy with abs on a beach and then the post is about how he meditates and, and – found himself. And yeah, contemplates the transcendence and impermanence of all things. Right. Like – that shit is ridiculous. I don't understand
0: how it's it's clickbait.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is clickbait. You know, it's like. But what is the the draw? The draw
1: is. The, so you're saying the photo is what yeah. they're intending. They're intending the photo to get them, and then they want their, their message to be the the takeaway.
0: I guess. I guess that's the point of of writing the caption. I guess uh, or that sort of I
1: don't know, I feel like the caption might be kind of a smokescreen. The caption might just be a cover. I think in okay, a, yeah, a lot yeah. of the times oh, that, these people yeah. are insanely narcissistic and no, they yeah, they yeah. want the right. photo to be the lead. Right. Like Right. But, and how many people actually take away any kind of valuable material? Like <laughs> no, how I, many people are like, "Damn, like like uh, like uh, they're like on the subway and someone bumps into them and they're like, "You know what? I was going to react, but then I saw"
0: this post post yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. of course not no and yeah so what i was i guess what i'm saying is is what you're saying like i think the picture is the main thing like but it's also the draw like i mean you don't see the caption first you know what i'm saying like you do see you know the the chick she's you know half naked with her flat tummy tee. Mm,
1: you know
0: flat tummy tee and she's telling you about her workout regimen and how the flat tummy tea, you know, works for that and all of that kind of shit. It's like of course, you know, she wants you to see her half naked body. Like that's that's the draw. Now, she's selling you some flat tummy tea. So, she wants to she wants to sell flat tummy. Right. Tea. Um the the other shit, all the inspo, all the like you can just you know stop worrying about what everyone else are, says. Oh,
1: those are that's a that's sort of another subsection of yeah. what we're talking about. the 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 ones that are just the text.
0: Yeah, I love those. Yeah. Those are good and too. So it's like I mean, whatever. But then they're still like a lot of times they're still like selling shit. Like yeah, oh, yeah. Get you know go to so and so for and put in the promo code. Blah blah blah, and it's just like that's really what it's about. Like. You leveraging Facts. you leveraging that following. I'm looking at one right in. now.
1: It's a purple backdrop with white text, like a white sans serif text. It says "Progress, Thrive, and make that money, honey." Oh, okay. Money mantras. Oh, money
0: mantra, <laughs> bro. Like I, said, neo, <laughs> neo- Yo, what liberal. could
1: what could hit it on the head? Boy, I, I, I just pulled that up randomly. Neo-li- a money mantra.
0: Spirituality, bro, is like. That's that's it in a nutshell.
1: Money, Money resolution. Wow. Oh, here's, another, here's one. I didn't fear failure. I expected it. Oh. Oh, it's, so it's like the anti-self-help self-help. That's the one thing that's paradoxical about self-help too is that a lot of it, especially today, like I see like the subtle art of not giving a fuck and all this shit. It's like this new trend of being like snarky and that's what self-help people are selling, this idea that – you shouldn't – it's paradoxical because se- self-help people are are disguising the self-help in a way. They're selling the idea that you shouldn't take self-help except in order to take that, you have to have the – you have to assume – you have to violate that. You have to take right. the, the help. Right. Yeah. I'm just seeing if there's anyone
0: worth worth mentioning here. I can't really find any inspo bros off the top. The subtle art of not giving a fuck is garbage.
1: And then before that, it was – the secret, the whole like speaking things into existence thing and shit, which is just
0: ridiculous. Yeah, it's all, it's all like in the same wheelhouse as like religion and shit like that. Just because, like, cats are, are you know, motivation di- Mondays, cats are disillusioned by the fact that shit doesn't work, you know, rationally or logically all the time, right? Like, the fact that you, you know. You think that we live in a meritocracy, like oh, hard work pays off and shit. So all I got to do is work hard and build my brand and blah blah blah. Mm, Like right, here's a good
1: one. The I won't, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) A no BS approach to self care, and then it's mad of these things. But the weird, the weird thing is, is that a lot of these quotes they don't even have any attributions. They're just like. Is like an algorithm churning these things out. Some days you just have to create your own sunshine. No attribution, just Motivation Mondays, Instagram. That's it. What? Entrepreneur has this shit. Mindset therapy.
0: And then it's also like.
1: But these are like, these are brands that are, it's crazy how ingrained. It is because brands, I understand, they're selling their image Mm -hmm. and if their product is, or they're selling a product, if their product is self-help, then whatever, make these fucking cheesy ass things. But also it's like ingrained. It's like a learned behavior of the inspo, bro. Like Mm -hmm. constantly winning, like whatever. Right.
0: I, I guess like looking at looking at like how people are so invested in this idea of you know upgrading their their status in society that shit like this will like always always be around and the the scary part is like it's now seeping into like real discussions about mental health like mm-hmm. this this shit is really like fucking with people like this the pressure of being somebody like this whole idea that you have to get you know you have to get the job you have to have the house and the car and the the fam like you have to have all of this shit and unlike you sort of just being you know forced to look at that and try to keep up with the joneses in your own community or neighborhood or whatever now you got to compete with the fucking world because the world's on social media and so yeah. now you're seeing like all these other cats, like you have people who are like, who who are like really fucked up out here, committing suicide and shit like that because they didn't fucking you know get promoted and shit like that. So it's like the fact that cats are like playing on that when it's like yeah. serious mental health,
1: and shit. it's create the Insta- Instagram is creating the mental health issues too right like in what's what's the stat that everyone cites but it's true like anxiety and depression is way up especially amongst teenage girls like which is coincident with fucking the widespread use of social media like it's not i don't think it's really rocket science it's but yeah so (laughs) one more thing that i kind of find really paradoxical but sort of contradictory is like have you noticed the insist in within this inspo genre have you noticed the insistence of like the self-care and like the mental health Mm -hmm. and sort of like the 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 reprioritization of the you right like i'm looking at one right now life hack you literally do not have to be around people you don't like or another one self-care is checking in on yourself as much as possible and it's like, I appreciate some of the self-care sentiment, mm-hmm. but it's also this weird thing where it's like it's like incur- like I feel like we used to um encourage not being self-centered. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is kind of like getting back to that. Like, yeah, put yourself mm-hmm. first. Like, isn't there isn't there wisdom in or isn't it a virtue to put other like you mm mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be a narcissist, right? But it sort of feeds into this whole idea. Like right, and you don't have to – like literally one of, those, one of those Instagram posts with just the, the background and the text, life hack, you literally do not have to be around people you don't like. And it's like, well, the, actually what if you work with people you don't like? like right. do you, what about cooperation? Like what? The self-care thing is kind of weird when it gets pushed to that level
0: all of it is like pushed to that level right. though because it's like social media is like your own world. Like it's your own, like you've decided who you're going to follow. You, you know, kind of curate that whole shit. So yeah, it is a, like, even for the cat who's, you know, on social media, who like who's barely on social media, like when he logs on and looks up, looks up and down his timeline, that's the fucking world that he's, you know, curated for himself. Yep. And so, like, yeah, cats are, like, looking at it like, this is about me. Like, all of this shit is about me. And so, you know, that's why we live in a fucked-up-ass society.
1: Yeah. And there's so many weird, there's so many places to go with it to, like,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's so weird. We need an inspo uh, part two. I, we do. I we need to do shit. the anti, anti-inspo movement. Right. But, like, everyone does it. It's so crazy. Shit. Yeah, people are going to be upset, like, when they, when they hear us bad-mouthing inspo because that's most people's timeline.
1: It's so crazy. Like, this shit, like, protect your mental health and don't be around people you don't like. What? Like... That's so unhealthy. Talk about fucking mental health. So now if you're just around anyone that like irks you, you're going to fucking go nuts.
0: Right. It, it gives you this like self-importance that like, your shit is the only shit that what? matters. What? Yeah. Oh my Lord. Crazy. Yeah. All right. That's why I don't be around. That's why I'm not around people I don't like.
1: <laughs> what was the one you sent me? Or no, I think I, maybe I sent it to you. It was like curate your... You sent me the Ryan Reynolds doing this, like, exasperated yeah. Ryan Reynolds. give. Yeah. I, I got it right here. Oh, here we go. This is the, the perfect note to end on, followed by the – so picture this. Like, the Instagram post is just text. The background is, like, some kind of – supposed to be, like, a cement – look looked like the cement sort of dilapidated vibe. And then it says, in pink sans serif, all caps font. <laughs> On the account of, since they're a business, I'll say it, it's a spiritual gangster Instagram account. It reads, curate the people in your life like it's your Instagram feed. <laughs> Followed by Kevin's response of the gif of Ryan Reynolds, like, furrowing his brow and <laughs> and shaking his head. Yeah, all right.
0: On that note. Yeah, I have I literally have nothing for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any other closing remarks? Um curate your IG better. Yeah. It's, yeah.
1: All right, I got nothing other than um I still want the social media clout, so follow us, uh, rate us, review us on it. I, no, I'll take, the, I'll take the actual podcast number clout over the I, Instagram oh, clout. Oh, hell yeah. So rate us, review us on iTunes, listen to us on Spotify. I don't know what the fuck tune in is. I don't really know what Stitcher is, but we are on that shit. Right. Google Play, I don't know anyone who uses that, but fuck with us on that too. Hmm. And we'll now be we back hopefully it. soon with an emergency episode on lists, and we'll be back next week too.
0: Mention
1: it. Peace. Mention, yeah.
0: mention it. Yeah. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah now that you mention it